All right. Uh, hey, Gundamaniacs. Welcome to the Gundam Explained show. It is uh, May 18th, 2023. Um, I'm your host, Adam Blue, and joining me, Stephen from Midnight Hatter. How you doing, man? Doing well. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Busy week. Um, you know, there's a lot of GBO2 stuff going on. I know the PC release is around the corner. Um, and also, it was cool because on your stream yesterday, we played GBO2, and I, I gotta say, that was like the most fun I've had playing GBO2 in a while because we had Electronimus yeah. also. Yeah, I, I gotta say, GBO2 is a lot more fun with friends, and uh, we, we're yeah. definitely, you know, behind the scenes, Adam and I are talking about doing that a little bit more often, and uh, maybe bringing in some more of our uh, celebrity guests to yeah. star. Now, that'd be fun, and especially coming up with the idea of, like, themed matches and stuff like that, because there's hundreds of mobile suits, you know, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and that's the other thing that's crazy is, um, for those, you know, that subscribe to the channel, there was like so many GBO2 videos that went up. Um, you know, that just has to do with a PC release is coming up soon. And this Bandai Namco Entertainment America, I have to make that clear, has been like help coordinating the type of content to make. So I had dropped all those. So if people are looking for some cool tips, but there's a bunch of stuff out there for that. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but but what was funny is obviously, you know, Talos was in the chat um, yesterday kind of helping out. And really a lot of the tips and a lot of the strategies and the best practices are based on what he has uh, suggested to me. So um, he's been a great resource throughout all this. So shout Absolutely. out Lord Mobius or Talos. He was his Talos. Um but yeah, um, so, you know, today's show would be pretty cool. You know, Zelda is very topical, and it's very interesting that there's a lot of Gundam-related Zelda content creation out there, so we'll talk about that. Um, uh, also, I wanted to talk, when it comes to Gumpla, and it doesn't have to be, I guess, Gumpla specifically, but Gundam collectibles, or just collectibles, like storage, or maybe little tips and tricks of being able to have your office space or... If you, even in a shared space with someone and you want to be able to have your stuff but not be cluttered, we'll just talk about some of what we do. And then in chat, you guys can throw stuff uh, yeah, in there. And, and you um, and I both being parents, like keeping your kids away from the Gunpla collection, I, that's like a whole... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could probably do a video just talking about that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's been a ride. Um, and uh, also in GBO2, speaking of GBO2, they released a double Zeta mass production type, and it's something I wasn't familiar with. So we'll kind of dive into the lore of that um, a little later today. But, um, you know, to start, anything Gundam-related you got yourself into this week? Well, you know, over on the uh, supporter stream, I was uh, showing off. I, I'm, I'm not doing the supporter streams as often because I want to focus on actually delivering content every once in a while. <laughs> but, you know, we've been working on the little psycho gundam diorama that uh that i started at, you know forever ago and so um yeah we've got our led wired miniature 3d Damn. printed psycho gundam that uh it's powered by a little coin battery so there, there's going to be some some cool effects that we've got going on in this little miniature scene of new hong kong yeah that that's awesome uh and especially i think it was your video last week where you were kind of showing the wiring in the first place like your approach to the led and then this kind of within the diorama uh, specifically that is an awesome idea i remember you were talking about that before when you were thinking what kind of diorama and i think that yeah. scene is pretty cool um and it, it's cool because you know it's 
uh, hopefully you guys are getting some inspiration from from Adam and I tinkering with these things like taking a household thing like an LED tea light and taking it apart and turning it into something Gundam. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely inspiring me. I need to get to more of that. In fact, I um in the mail and it took like a month to get here. I ordered a bunch of RGM 79 decals uh because you know I have that whole fleet behind me and yes. I decided you know what I'm going to get decals on them, weather them a little bit, and then I might even go a step further because it's easy to mess around the head and maybe put an LED in the head. I don't know. I I yeah. really want to make like a badass looking like squad of like here's the RX seventy eight two and it's GMs backing them up. You know, that's do like some model numbers or like or, or like uh, unit numbers. Yeah. So like, you know, unit two, that. unit three, unit four, that sort of thing. Yeah, this actually has it has up to number three, but I can easily get other uh, numbers. That's a great idea, or just use the numbers of the decal. <laughs> but <laughs> no, that doesn't look. That's good. another uh, another way of doing it. Look, hey, I, I've done it. I think um, I, I'll show it a little bit later when we get into uh, the talk about Gunpla storage. Because yeah. speaking of Gunpla in storage, I used the model number of the decal as a unit number on a mobile suit. Oh, uh, yeah, I'd like to see that because, yeah, that that's just it's another interesting, neat way to use the stuff you already have The, you know, and, yeah, you know, guys for, are expensive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of that type of stuff like that, Verka Zeta is should be around here soon. Like, I think I had it pre-ordered, um, but then new type had it up for sale. My pre-order didn't uh, ship. So I was like, well, I'm just going to buy it there and then cancel my. uh pre-order I, I just got the notification that my pre-order shipped today nice. so i was like oh, nice finally yeah, we are gonna have my the verka in the house yeah and being verka's gonna have all those decals which yes. i love decals to be honest it's just a fun little thing to do um i'm trying to think if there's any other thing gun gun related i really got into and not really um and it's funny um Yesterday, and I kind of see this Gundam adjacent in a way, and I'll explain why. Starship Troopers game came out yesterday, Extermination, and I just like, you know, the awesome. idea of you have these troops, weapons, rolling out. There's an enemy, and there's kind of a, uh, you know, um, that back and forth battle stuff. So I had fun playing that, and I got to say, it delivered way more than I was expecting. Every Starship Troopers game I've ever played, and I think the first one was on PC back in the late 90s, it was where you had a squad that you just yeah. moved around on the map. And, you know, it was okay. And then there was a third-person shooter that was... I remember they started development in the late 90s, and it never came out. Um, and then in the mid-2000s, there was a first-person shooter that actually had pretty good graphics for the time, but it was really basic, and it didn't feel good. Um, yeah. And then, I think it was just last year, the RTS came out. But And I love RTSs, but it was... It, wasn't the type of RTS. It was very light to the strategy and tactics. So, but yeah, this I mean, there's one... only so much you can do against the brain bug, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what? That's actually a good point too because I was even thinking of that with this FPS. It's like, well, what more can they do if it's just swarms of bugs? So, a cool thing about it is it's 16 player co-op, and you're just fighting swarms of bugs. But there's objectives like you have to land on the planet. People will have to split up and grab things to, like, build generators or whatever, defend the generators. And then once you're done, you have to then try to extract off the dropship. And so oh, it's at that last moment. But but here's what is awesome about it. 
as you go, you actually do building. And this is another thing we're going to get into here shortly because constructing <laughs> and building has been a big thing in video games lately. It um, has. So what's cool about in the Starship Troopers game is you can actually build walls, turrets, ladders, like anything. And it's very easy and intuitive with the controls. And I got to say, I only played one match. And I just haven't had time really to get back to it. Got work, all this stuff, but it was a ton of fun. Twenty five dollars early access, not uh, bad. Yeah, but uh, a ton of fun. I just, I mean, I think it's what everyone's been hoping for: sixteen player co op Starship Troopers. You know, it's yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, but, the game you didn't know you needed. Yeah, exactly. That's, um, that's how, yeah. All right, and before we get into uh, our first topic, uh, just shout out to the chat. We got. Uh, Talos, good to see you. Robert, Nike, Goose in the house, Shirt Lad, uh, uh, let's see, Barry BB, uh, Matt, Mad Dog Wheaton, so good to see you guys. Yeah. Um, okay. So what I think is interesting in, um, let me see if I can fix the computer. It's messing up here. It's flashing. <laughs> but, so the, the new Zelda game came out. And yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Zelda fan. I've always been a huge Zelda fan. Um, Same here. And uh, I love Breath of the Wild a lot. Like, I consider it top five favorite games of all time. Um, okay, give me one second, because I think I can fix this thing. Yeah, I, I would say that um, Breath of the Wild was, um, <laughs> no pun intended, but a breath of fresh air in kind of a stale uh, gaming environment. Because although the, although there have been lots of, you know, again, I hate the term open world because it's kind of a misnomer, but there have been lots of, you know, non-linear play style games that have come out recently. And yet somehow Breath of the Wild was able to stand out amongst all of those for its time. Um, you know, obviously there are other games that do the the open world a little bit better, give you more things to explore, more um, more variety of things that you can interact with. But um, one thing that I think Breath of the Wild just nails is the physics and like the environmental interaction. Um, I, I don't think that there's another game. Maybe Far Cry comes close. Oh yeah. But like, but like there, I don't, I can't think of For another sure. example. And maybe Chat will correct me. But like, I can't think of another example of a game where you can interact with the world quite as much as Breath of the Wild, while being almost a traditional game at the same time. And, yes. And so that, yeah, that's why I love Birth of the Wild because once you get onto that plateau, it's like, go get Ganon, you know? And it, yeah. I love that idea because it's like, well, I had this whole world and you're not telling me where to go. And then along the way, you're just discovering things and all that. And so Tears of the Kingdom, I think, you know, and I don't want to knock it, even though I'm not as into it as I thought I'd be, but I just, I, what's cool is they really went all in on the construction, the building. For me, it just feels like, minecraft in a way because you can just sit there and experiment and i think that's good in itself and like that's not what i want yeah. out of zelda but it's cool and so the reason i'm bringing that up is because i'm shocked how often i come across gundam related tears of the kingdom stuff you know thinking like yeah. oh i've never before this like i never hear about gundam anywhere but now um you know there's like videos of people that are actually uh let's see oh i did not mean for it to do that but it did that let's see let me before i get is there is there not even a mute on uh the tiktok <laughs> website but anyway well, it's uh um... i don't tiktok <laughs> oh yeah i can oh is that it right there 
Yeah, they were hiding it by their name. Anyway. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, people are building things, um, crazy things in this. Like, and when you build things that you can operate, there's the batteries, so you got to have the material to recharge. Yeah, Um, I do love that mechanic, like that there's, yes, you can build anything, but there's, you know, built-in limitations and costs associated with it, resources that you need to manage. Yeah, no, exactly. And so, you know, you think, okay, then what what do people... And this one, this is called Macross F. So it's funny how it's like more of a Macross-related thing um, because of the design of the, you know, the ship and everything. But, yeah. Um, oh, you know what? That I'll get... Well, it's kind of related, but someone did some awesome fan art when it says your groom has arrived, Zelda, Sand, and it, it looks like the aerial, you know, that Link would have built. And... That, that's just kind of a cool uh, little thing someone made. That's pretty awesome. But another one was, I see this, and they're like, Tears of Kingdom fan art uh, gives Gundam Reconquista meme new life. So one, I didn't know people talked about Gundam Reconquista. I, mean, mo- I do Gundam stuff all the time, and that barely comes up. So this is yeah. like, it seems like such a weird, deep cut to make a news article about. Agreed. But, but I guess the point is it's really cool to see that there's, like, this crossover fandom of, like, Zelda and Gundam. Um, yeah, which is really cool. Um, and then this one is this Gundam robot flies. So, yeah, this is one where – yeah, we saw that a second ago. Okay, here it is where it's just kind of uh, marching around, or maybe it's still on wheels. Now, how soon do you think, like, you know, you're going to get these these Macross and Gundam references, and then somebody on Facebook is going to be like, oh, my gosh, they made a Transformer in Zelda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Optimus Prime. <laughs> or or someone finds uh, finds an episode of Gundam or Transformers, and they're like, oh, look, they put uh, the crafting from Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> on as a TV show. You know, like the whole Fortnite thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... No, so, yeah, I think that's they really cool um, because that seeing that's what I think is cool about the game. It's like it's yeah. almost like they sh- sort of they sh- should have found a way to um, make a game. And, and, and again, this is really just my opinion, so I could be wrong. But like yeah. I like the crafting, but like there's there's an adventure in the game and then there's the crafting. And they're both cool on their own, but together I, I'm spending a lot of time. You know, like it's yeah. it's fun, but it's like very time consuming and Yeah, the the crafting mechanic itself, um it's easy to sort of get a hold of, but it is very tedious. Like, you know, you're okay, hold this button to engage the grab to do this, then rotate it. And then like, you know, it's not as intuitive as something like Minecraft where it's like, you know, just, just slam a block down, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I feel like it's like, I feel like there's ways they can improve on this, but we know Nintendo, they tend to go the wrong direction with improvements (laughs) and, but Hey, they're successful. So, well, and you know, it's funny because, Zelda kind of has there's there's sort sort of two Zelda tracks. You've got the mainline titles, and then you've got the sort of side games that are typically on you know handheld devices, things like that. You know things like Spirit Tracks, yeah. Um, and that's where you would usually see them explore these sort of alternative mechanics, like a Link Between Worlds, where you could flatten out and walk on walls and things yeah. like that. That's something that you would never see in you know 
Twilight Princess or Breath of the Wild. And so what's kind of interesting to me is that the crafting mechanic is something that would have been amazing as like a side Zelda title on, you know, on a 3DS or something like that. Yeah. However, they kind of smushed it into a mainline title, which, you know, for better or worse, I think that obviously it works better with the physics engine that, that Breath of the Wild offers. So I see why they did it. It just, um, it, it does feel a little bit, you know, like a square peg. Yeah, and it reminds me of what they did with Mario Odyssey. And while I had fun with it, there was just a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of content where some of the times it was just half okay. It was like, oh, yeah, that was okay. And that's what they've done here. And I don't want to spoil it, but in Tears of the Kingdom, there is so much content. It's almost like two Breath of the Wilds. There's a re- <laughs> It seems like it's two Breath of the Wilds worth of content where... You know, I, I feel like Nintendo was kind of like, how much content can we put in this? Instead of, like, really honing in and focusing and really making that crafted experience. Because, again, the crafting is cool, but within the open world, to where there's so much to do, it and it could be also my age. It's like, okay, that's just too much. I, <laughs> it's fun, but, like, I have things to do. No. <laughs> um Hopefully one day um, I'll get back to it because I can't help but l- be happy when I see Tears of the Kingdom stuff, especially yeah, yeah building these uh, Gundam uh, uh, robots or whatever. So it does make me nostalgic for the um, Little Big Planet days where I would try to make either a Metal Gear or a Gundam in oh. Little Big Planet, and you know, there, there's nothing cooler than being a little sack boy and hopping inside of a Gundam and walking yeah. across the screen like. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's weird. I I think the the only time I've really done a lot of crafting or construction in games, other than Minecraft, I think anything before that was the was Warcraft Two because it had the level editor, and I would make an army of darkness level where I had like the castle, and then make it where like awesome. skeletons would storm the castle. And um, <laughs> yeah, other than that, um, yeah, Halo Forge. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's the Forge. And and so, you know what? That could be part of it, too. What if it is really just the controls where then I'm like, yeah, this is amateur, even though it's Nintendo. But <laughs> at the same time, Nintendo does cut costs a whole lot. Like, at the end of the day, these graphics are not good. It looks okay, but it's <laughs> like... No, you're right. <laughs> but it's just like for... I guess maybe yeah maybe I'm coming to a conclusion for 2023 if they release this 4K 60 FPS experience maybe it it would be easier for me to like take it seriously but for Nintendo to kind of be like well it's just Breath of the Wild again and then we'll just add this crafting it's like well I I, I want a new experience I don't know it it reminds yeah. me of the feeling I've had after playing Resident Evil 4, you know, because I love video games so much. But then when I play a game I'm excited about and it doesn't hit the spot, I feel like what's happened to my reality? And it's like I need to readjust. Is, is that the problem, though? Is, is it that we, we, we get our hopes up and we create this expectation, this fantasy? And, of course, the, the reality never lives up to the fantasy. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you see this with a lot of games, honestly. You know, the Resident Evil 2 remake was phenomenal but yeah. no one was expecting it no one was hyped up about it right until they played it and then three and four can't have come out now and people couldn't stand three you know it was short it oh. left out the clock tower fight left out the grave digger resident evil four like you said underwhelming 
but is it because we have kind of gotten our hopes up and created this expectation that that the the reality was never going to live up to yeah and then sometimes i have to do this thing that i've talked about before where it's like i have to step back and be like well it's not about me there's these younger generations that they're better at fortifying the future of ips and so the big thing minecraft roblox even fall guys has added the created creative mode so to have a game like zelda come out on the switch lots of kids have it doing the create yep. it's it makes sense for nintendo to do it like this it's because of the market they're not making a 4k 60 fps gaming yeah. console they're like here's a handheld kids are using tablets and phones all the time anyway um, and they want touch screen yeah. interaction yeah i mean yeah. that's that's a good point and, and honestly i wouldn't expect that there's a lot of games out there that graphics wise i'm like this doesn't need to be <laughs> 4k because it's the it's, it's yeah. designed to be stylized and cutesy it's not right. you know we're not trying to see the pores on people's skin um i don't know yeah, it's, uh, no, it's it's one of those things. I hope one day I come around to it, and then I'm like, yes. I'm gonna, but right now, I'm more excited about playing Starship Troopers <laughs> than than <laughs> Zelda. That's that's crazy. Um, well, cool then. Yeah, curious what you guys think about Zelda. So, like in the comments, I'm curious. Like, just in general, are you liking the new one or not? Um, because like when I see all those tens from the major, uh gaming outlets i'm like well they're major gaming outlets and they usually have to be good with nintendo or nintendo will drop them so yeah you know i don't know <laughs> well that um, reminds me of a i think there was a comment on uh, one of your recent tier lists where someone was like why do you even have c and d and e on your tier list if you're not going to use them and it's like well it's what? a gundam channel i love gundam like what do you <laughs> yeah and, and it's like because i think they're that good where i wouldn't consider them that bad like that's i guess that's yeah. kind of the point of having them there <laughs> Because right. then it would mean that C means it's bad. You know True. what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, if, if you take yeah. away the context of yeah. there is a bad that exists, this isn't it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. None of this is bad. But and, and, and that's crazy to think because if I was to do a tier list of the Star Wars movies, there would be some in the bad. Uh, and it's crazy to think that, that Gundam is that cool. You see Gundam. But yes. hey, that below is cool. There's other centuries that are cool yeah you, know, you get a couple there's there's a couple of uh diamonds in the rough but you know what you know i forgot what your take on build fighters was did you say you liked it uh i'm not a fan of the anime in particular yeah. uh, i did watch build fighters try and i kind of enjoyed that one okay. um but i i love the gunpla and i love what it does you know for not only for the Gundam fans, but also like the Gunpla development line, you know, uh, I, I've said it before. Oh yeah. The build Gundam Mark two is leagues better than the high grade Mark two or, you know, any, or even the, the high grade revive Mark two, which is based on the build fighters design, but still not doesn't have cool. the same level of articulation lacks some of the poly caps. It's like, if you want the more authentic version of the build, or, or if you want a more authentic version of the Gundam Mark II, buy the build Gundam Mark II and just leave out the build parts. You know what just came to mind? Like, it's with the build stuff, and just talking about video games and how now a lot of the games, especially targeted younger, are about building and crafting. Like, I think Bandai had the idea, you know, early on to, like, really 
focus on the crafting aspect. And and I think they could go a step further where there is a game again, another game idea where you're a character <laughs> that you build Gundam, but it's it's like Minecraft or Zelda where you're actually the pieces are around you and you're building it, and then you go into it and then you can There you go. Bandai Namco <laughs> Entertainment America, if you are listening, this is what we want. Uh, no, I mean, I think that's, that's a fantastic idea. I think the game developers are all chasing the same goal, which is ultimate player expression. And yeah, yeah. there's certain contexts where player expression is great and certain contexts where it maybe doesn't work um, quite as well. And I think I mentioned this on stream while, while we were playing GBO2 is it's like there is a correct way to play Gundam Battle Operation. Oh. There, you would be hard pressed to say that there is a correct way to play either Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, because they open up the solutions to to all sorts of different you know play styles and um and again it comes down to like the world interaction and interacting with the physics and playing with the enemy AI and things like that. Um, if there was that sort of element to a Gundam game where you not only have the ability to you know jump and shoot and transform and those sorts of things but lay traps for enemies like you you, mm. you kind of get a little bit of that in code fairy where you can kind of lay those little traps yeah, to, that's right. to lure just, enemies yeah. in and stuff like that yeah. but imagine if you know using your zaku 3 you could lay you know the the mines down that yeah it, it, it reminds me of like you know and like you said nintendo's been on this for for probably decades now because there was different ways to even play goldeneye compared to modern shooters yeah. where you're basically if, if you're playing a modern multiplayer shooter you're just going to run around in fps and you know you're just going to run around and shoot people yeah but you go back to goldeneye where you had the proximity mines and the remote mines and you could lay traps for people and things like that that's it, true. it opens up so many different solutions to solve the problem of the game yeah, you really bring up a good idea because in Code Fairy, like you were just talking about, yeah, they had those distractions, but also what if you could make a a piece of a highway fall as yes. the, or make a building topple? Or what if you could punch or when you're doing melee attacks into a building or something and there's more damage or something? So yeah, I think the yeah, adding where there are more options within you know i think tears of the kingdom is that extreme idea but i think if developers are going to learn anything from tears of the kingdom is to make it where gameplay mechanics give you those options to do things in different ways yeah yeah that's true yeah code fairy you really have to especially on hard it's almost oh, like you yeah. have to play specifically use your special at a specific time or the buff you know like for the sniper or something so yep. yeah. everything has to be like pixel perfect, even just like where you are standing on the map. Like, yeah, if, if you are too far to the left and you're, you know, a building is not quite obscuring you from the enemy, then you get detected early. And then all of a sudden, you know, the whole the whole plan goes to. Yeah. Goes to hell. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah, that's good. I'm glad we're talking about this then, because, you know, we'll keep these ideas in mind for our, you know, future potential games <laughs> that we make. Exactly. Um, but, you know, and then kind of transitioning uh, from gaming to this Gumpla um, storage tips thing. Um, you know, I was talking to Red Wolf Vion um, yesterday, and he was telling me that he hasn't built in a while because he just doesn't have room anymore. And then that's why then he was able to get into the uh, Gundam Breaker Mobile. 
because that allowed oh, him to scratch build. that itch. Yeah, and I was like, hey, that's a pretty cool idea. Even though like there's that hump, you know, from physical media to digital. Like I th I remember I was like I would never do all digital, and now I am. I, I and I would think I would never do digital gumpla, but maybe especially that room he's talking about like where you don't have room it's like yeah maybe physically build the ones you really like and then use the games or whatever for that's why yeah i i, I hope then what bandai's next step is with their gundam breaker stuff you know they have like the new shows or episodes coming out later is a new game that is just more fully featured you know um i mean do you see a future where building gunpla is digital I mean, I think that that's what they're going for, right? It, with the build metaverse type thing, you know, obviously I think that the metaverse miniseries that they're coming out with is to sort of gauge interest in that and see, you know, would would it would people give up the physical Gunpla? I mean, honestly, it's a lot cheaper overhead to just make some 3D models and <laughs> have fun yeah, that's pl the thing. play in your digital playground. And charge and a kit, $20 for a digital kit. And then it's like, well, I have it, and, but it's digital. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it, it's like the next stage of NFTs. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. Like on the outside, it might sound like a bad idea, but it could end up being pretty fun. Just the way I think we're accepting some things nowadays, and we still have fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that there's there's definitely some caveats that I would say need to be in place in order to make it enjoyable. But I, you know, it it would be cool to because one of the things that like you and I can't do. I, I can't share my kits with you and say like, you know, wow. hey, come check out this paint job that I did on the turn A over here. It's like, but imagine if we hop in our VR headsets and, you know, we can communicate with, with Gunpla creators, you know, all across the globe and say like, hey, all right, come in, take a look at what I built here and stuff like that. Now, obviously, there's a little bit of a physical separation between, you know, your painting skills yeah okay, i was just about to ask that could there be a skill component with i don't know painting decals maybe where the the tools itself are very free form in what you can like draw like when i would play the old forza games or the older forza games i haven't played the newer ones where people would have their own uh paint jobs and they would look be yeah. amazing because they just had random shapes that they were then oh yeah and it reminds me of like old halo or even call of duty profile pics where they would give you shapes and then you had to create whatever you could out of that yeah um, maybe yeah maybe that's the way to go with that because then yeah you could something like that you could say hey buddy can you help do the paint job on this or i want to be able to make it look like there's flames coming out or something you know yeah. right and and i mean obviously the the cheap answer would be like oh well you can just like click and apply flame decal but like, <laughs> you know i think that would be too right. while i think that that would be it would lower the, the uh, barrier to entry for, you know, less experienced builders or less experienced players, I guess, in this case. I think that by adding some sort of skill component or some sort of, you know, I don't know if it's unlocking things um, through playing through playing an actual build fighting oh. game, um, something like that, or if there's some kind of customization crafting obviously everyone's chasing this crafting gameplay yep. and no one's you know as great as tears of the kingdom is as great as minecraft is like obviously i don't think that we've quite hit the level of crafting that is totally possible in video games but if they could it would be awesome yeah 
Yeah, and you know, not that I want to give them ideas because they're going to charge for things anyway, but I, I like <laughs> the idea of here's a whole bunch of random shapes that you can manipulate in your own way, or you can just buy the decal. You know, that that could yeah. be a way to go about it. It's that or, time or, you versus know, money. You, you kind of kind of make it like GBO2 where, yes, you can buy tokens, but you can also earn the tokens yeah. in-game, in in-universe type thing. Um, yeah. I, I don't mind that necessarily. I, yeah, I don't mind uh, it so much. Except I, I do it, think that – oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, except I don't have the Hazel Custom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do think that if you are going to pay money for something that you should probably get a little bit more – maybe wait it so that you can get the things that you want faster than nest than like yeah. the randomized because you know that that kind of sucks like imagine if you spent a hundred dollars on tokens and you didn't get your hazel custom I, I that happened i've only done that once and it wasn't the hazel i forget what suit it was that i went ahead and bought and this wasn't too long ago too so i forget what it was it maybe been a advances a unit but yeah bought the tokens did the whole thing nothing in fact it was like a whole bunch of uh um stuff I already had so i got the recycle tickets and i was kind of bummed out which is interesting because wouldn't that make someone then less willing to do it again potentially right and, and so that's where i think gbo2 has done a good job of this and uh ultronomous and i were talking about this actually is you know it's nice that when you get duplicates of things, and I wish you could do this with more duplicates because obviously, like, I don't need a level three Gundam and a level three uh, and a level four Gundam, right? You know, yes, if you get something random that you don't want, you can trade it in for recycle tickets, and the recycle tickets you can then, you know, purchase other stuff with. And there's other resources in GBO2 that after a while, a lot of the suits get unlocked for purchase. And as long as you have enough high enough rank, you can just buy the, the suit that you want. So yeah. there is that sort of, you know, the, the latest and greatest stuff is always going to be, you know, loot box. But like, you know, I bought the Zeta Gundam because I just happened to have enough, uh, of, uh, enough points. So it's like... Yeah. And that's, um, that's an interesting thing you bring up because I was hoarding my resources because I really didn't know when I should use it, what I should use it for because it seems very limiting. But Talos luckily walked me through it and he had me go in and buy all like the level one or two like armor parts or weapons. That then yeah. started unlocking the other ones and I had enough money to really buy everything. And I was like, oh, wow, I really had enough money to buy everything. Um, Talos was probably like, oh, my God, it, yeah. <laughs> if I had the spending power that you do, no, I, really... he, I was sharing my screen with him and he's all like, you just need to buy all this. Just buy it all. Buy it all. Buy all this. Let's go over here. No, buy all this. And I had enough money. And then so it's, it's interesting how that or the psychology, too. I think I do that in games, too, where I remember I think it was like Resident Evil games. Sometimes it's like you get these things and you don't want to use it because you never know yeah. if you're not going to get it again. But then, like, you should just use it. Because you will eventually get it when you need it. Yeah. But yeah, that that's one of the things that like, um, what what game was I watching a review of? Uh, I I'm a big fan of Game Maker's Toolkit. Um, yeah, great YouTube channel. Uh, he was talking about, you know, when you have limited resources in games, you don't want to make players too protective of them. Like you want yeah. them to be willing to spend them. And so, um, you know, that's one of the problems that they had with Breath of the Wild, where it's like you'd have this amazing weapon and you're like, well, yeah. but if I use it and I break it, then I'm not going to be able to get it again. And so I was literally doing that with Tears of the Kingdom. I have a couple of weapons I haven't touched yet because I'm like, I ne never know when I'm going to need this. <laughs> yeah. 
it's yeah, interesting. It's I haven't quite cracked that code yet. Yeah, yeah, good point. That That is something I want to keep in mind. And how, how did you word it, like protect, protecting or protective over resources? Oh, yeah, protective, yeah. Okay, I want to keep yeah, you that don't in mind. Be, uh, you don't yeah. want to be miserly with, uh, with resources. And, you know, so what – maybe this is – you know some theory stuff that we should probably be talking about on my channel but like what would you do to encourage players to to give up to to kill their darlings right to give up the resources that they're saving um okay well let's I mean, keep that in mind and maybe plan to do that talk about that on on um your show soon because i think that's a good gaming topic and and real quick i want to move on but Something that reminds yeah. me of that is how lately games have been allowing you to respec your character, and I think that's a step in that direction. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, I wanted to talk about, like, the Gumpla storage tips and stuff. So, you... Yeah, absolutely. I will just jump into it. If you want to show what you showed me a second ago. Oh, yeah, I was like, man, this is hilarious, because obviously, you know, I've got... My, my desk is a mess and stuff. So, like, I kind of collect tackle boxes and yeah. all sorts of like little um you know just so for, for this this is just holding like odds and ends like uh little effect parts and things like that but i also for kits that i maybe am missing parts to finish the customs for or something like that i have larger tackle boxes that um you know we've got entire high grades stuffed in here Wow. Now, it's probably not the most protective. I know a lot of people will do, like, the foam inserts and stuff like that. Mm. But, you know, I'm not jostling this around, and I'm not moving yeah. anytime soon. So. Just for general storage, I I think that is awesome. And, yeah, the tackle box thing. Actually, give me one second. I'm going to grab one that I'm using. But, uh, but, yeah, for the stream, while Adam's gone, here is that uh, I, <laughs> by using decal sheet number five, I created a unit five. Um, Wait, is that the five from the the sheet? Like, the, yeah, wow. So that was that, the model number of the decals, and I was like, well, I mean, that it makes good. for a good model number for the unit. So yeah, um, and so yeah, I had that the same thing the the tackle box here, and I don't know why I didn't think about this for Gundam, but this is like mainly for Star Wars. Um, yeah, just because I don't want them on display because I don't have room with all the Gundam, and so yeah, I'll like <laughs> put on here like this is Disney Plus because this is anything. That's from the Disney Plus shows. Um, I'm just considering asking my daughter to move out, and I'm just going to use her room for Gun Plus Story. <laughs> Man, that is so funny because a, a good friend of mine in high school, and we didn't really keep up much afterwards, um, he had a huge – and he was into Gundam when I didn't even know what it was, and he just never talked to me about it because no one knew what it was. But he had that Transformers, Diaclone was his main thing, and he had a room in his house set up of just that stuff. And then, and so then he awful. had a baby, and and, yep, and, right. and now and he has two Gone. now. And so I think what he did was, and this seems like an interesting idea. I don't know. He bought a storage unit to make his display area, so it, it's stored in there but displayed. Um, interesting. Seems yeah, that, cool, but like there's a lot of times where I'm even like, oh, I need something, but it's in the attic. I don't want to go to the attic. But if, like, it was at a storage place, I'm not going to go drive to the storage place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. So it's like I like to have this stuff in arm's reach. So one thing I have been doing a lot is this for... Um, That's nifty. All those uh, effect parts from Robot Spirits, like, um, or like, yeah, 
so when I want to like put the effect parts together or how I'm storing them or whatever the accessories and and I started just putting the robot spirits back in their boxes and and maybe this is different than Gumpla. It's like for some reason I want to keep the robot spirits boxes and I don't know if that's a psychological thing and I don't need to but then like I will put them back in there with their weapons for the ones I don't display. Uh, whereas with the Gumpla boxes, I actually break them down and flatten them because yeah. I just love the artwork and I just and that's easy to store. Uh, well, and a lot of people um, will flatten them and then maybe like put them in a binder, like with a uh, with plastic sleeves, so that they idea. can you know flip through them. That's a, that's a good way of um, compressing the Gumpla boxes. Uh, Zionic Shadow is the one that hi hyped me to the idea of. There was a guy, I think I think it was on Reddit, um, that basically took the tops and folded them kind of in on themselves and made them into basically like picture frames. Yeah. And I you saw can that. display the box art on the wall, which is which is a pretty neat idea. Um that is. Yeah, that is. And I wonder if I'll ever do that one day. Um I remember one time I would put I kept and I have them in binders now. I might have shown them before. I keep all the card backs for the vintage collection Star Wars. And in my previous house, I had them all on my wall to look at. As much as I loved it, I I don't. Also, I thought I thought you know that's I probably don't need to do because it, it was like in the office at the front of the house, and I was like I don't know. Yeah. But it's not like I want to hide things from people. But also, I it's just it's funny because it's like my wife and kids don't care about this stuff, but they right. are tolerating it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like. I, it's almost like I have to meet in the middle sometimes and not make yeah. it to where, and I feel that right now, like this room I'm in, right in front of me is a giant opening, and it's the <laughs> living room, and sometimes I feel bad, it's like, ah, oh, I have, so I have like, in a corner that do that people can't see, I have like a whole glass case, and then over here, there's a shelf that's a that people can't see, Um, I used to have the, you know the sound foam people use to make your yeah. mic sound better? I used to have that all on this wall right here, but I don't think that really did anything. And I was like, you no, know what? It, I was you like, have a nice enough microphone that it's it's it does the work for you. Exactly. So I was like, you know what? I'll just take it down so I can put another shelf up because that it was like I'm just running out of space. <laughs> and 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 so there's this weird thing where maybe if I had a closed off room somewhere else, I would feel more comfortable having things out. But but at the same time. Uh, you know, there's this things that maybe it doesn't matter. Like, who yeah. is someone going to look at my room and be like, oh, my God, I'm never coming here again. Most of the time, people, especially older people that come by, like uh, family, friends, they'll be like, wow. And they'll look around and be like, what is this? So it is <laughs> well, kind of cool. This is how I spend my free time. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Well, as someone that uh, that works in the design industry and has made packaging, it is kind of flattering to think like, man, I wish that people would would cherish the kind of artwork that I've done because, yeah. you know, I never got to design product or anything like that. So it's like, yeah, you know, you're, you're going to take the product out of the packaging and then, you know, throw away the, the box. But it's like, yeah, I spent a lot of hours on that box. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. And it's funny. So I wonder if that's where it comes from. Like, you know, if I go buy a collectible, sometimes it's like, wow, look at this box. It looks cool. And then, like, I'll want to save it because I'm like – this is a thing. Even some might say, "Well, just trash, throw it away." It's like, well, it's a, it's a, a thing that was created by someone, you know. And it's weird. It's a weird psychological uh, thing. Um, yeah, one of those weird quirks of us humans, you know. It's a. It, it, it might say that it, 
Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the interesting thing about it is it's not like it's a survival need. It's, you know what I mean? I don't need to survive to collect these things that don't allow me to continue to survive. It's not like I'm hoarding food. You know, it's right. gumpla. So it's interesting that we will get into something and love it. It's like an expression. I think we've talked about that before. It's like we're expressing yes. ourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, So I the other thing I do is I do have stuff in the attic in my attic and then i have this laundry room that happens to be really tall for some reason <laughs> like i guess i have a two-story house and the laundry room like goes up to the top so it has a lot of storage and i'll put things there but nice it, it's funny i'll find random nooks and crannies around the house to like put things like just stuff gunpla <laughs> well, yeah, there's this uh <laughs> before i got into gundam like right before Lego had this line called Nexo Knights. I don't know if that sounds familiar. I remember those. Okay. They were (laughs) mechs, and they looked so badass, and I bought them all. Just the mechs of the line. Yeah. I have them built, and they're just in my nightstand. Like, if I open the bottom of my nightstand, there's (laughs) um, a bunch of Lego Nexo Knights, because I don't know where else to put them where they don't fall apart. um, (laughs) Yeah, so I find random nooks and crannies, but then there's that balance. It's like, even if I had enough room to have everything... Should I do that? Is it possible to get to a point where I'm overburdening myself and that might have an impact on me in some way? Have you? Yeah. So in your Discord server, you posted pictures of your, I th- it's a basement, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm currently in the basement. Okay. Uh, you know, this is sort of like the corner. It, it's funny. You're like, I've got open space here. It's like, for me, it's like the bar and then a rec room where like my daughter and I play and we've got the TV and everything but set that's up. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, further down is, is the garage where I originally had my YouTube studio set up in there, but, um, you know, a, it's not climate controlled and B um, when I started working from home, it was like, well, I can't work in the garage. So I work over here. Ah, okay. That that's pretty interesting. You know what? Quick aside, since I was, I, since I've been like having computers set up since living with my parents and like recording videos, once remote work started happening, like I was already like it, to me, it was to like go. it just worked. And and so it was interesting when I would hear people be like, oh, now I have to find an office space. But it still makes sense because my wife works from home, too, and she is in our master bedroom. And that is I mean, it's it's OK for her, but I'm sure she would rather have her own office. And the only reason yeah. I have this is because I was already working from home. Well, so, you and I grew up in the days when when you would have the family computer and it yeah. was like so so there was already like a desk kind of yeah. around the house where you had like this big, you know, the tower and all yep. the um, That's right. So Yeah. I re- oh, I remember those days. I remember um man, great days. I remember going to bed and in the in the next room over where my dad had his office, I could hear the music from StarCraft playing. <laughs> and I'd go to sleep to StarCraft music, and I That's loved it. <laughs> StarCraft ASMR. <laughs> yeah. No, but, um, yeah, so I always wonder, like, it, it, you know, sometimes I talk with my wife, wife it's like, we, we need a bigger house. And it's not just because of this. It's like we have three animals. <laughs> we have three kids. And it's, it's a cool house, and I think we could be fine in it. But sometimes it's like, man, what if I could have my own music room where I can set up all yeah. my instruments? In, right now, the, the drums are in the garage, and in Texas, you can only survive for like two days out of the year in the garage. So, um, <laughs> but I don't know. Have you thought about that? Although, honestly, seeing your room and the way you had it set up, because didn't you have like multiple desks set up for? 
different yeah, things. So, um, so yeah, the, the way it's kind of set up now and, and I'm, like I said, I'm definitely going to migrate in there soon, but, um, you know, my wife had a desk at our old house and I had a desk. And so I kind of, you know, she doesn't use it now anymore because she's not in school anymore. And so, mm. you know, I've got two desks in there and a couple of like card tables and things. And so it's like, we've got the 3d printer and like the crafting section on one desk. And then the other desk has like a hutch on it and has more like a display. Um, so yeah, I, I'm basically converting the display desk into like the photography area for my completed builds. Hopefully having a space to take these photos is going to actually inspire me to finish some of these builds so that no, I will take I'm pictures saying. there. Um, that That is exactly, I think, what a creator needs. You you, you need, yeah, I, I just, I mean, do you really need? But you do kind <laughs> of sometimes to be in that mindset. Like that's why I, I removed my weights into the garage and I put this desk here because... I can't just be building Gumpla on this desk that I use when I'm doing work and when I'm playing video games and that at least it's separate so I can focus on, you know, what I need to do. Um, yeah. But and it's not just for like hobby stuff like Gumpla, you know, like you, you yeah. think about um, painters and, and, you know, actual, <laughs> it's like, I don't want to say like real artists, but it's like, you know, we <laughs> yeah. are artists in, in, in our own respects, yeah. but you know, there, there are more traditional artists, I would say, that they have like a studio space and a space to create yeah. and then a space to display and, you know, having dedicated spaces, you know, it's interesting. You said like, we collect these things, not, not because we need them to survive, but I think that on Maslow's hierarchy, I think that dedicated spaces for things is something like up near the, the top. It's obviously not food or shelter, right? but having yeah. a dedicated space to, sit down and have dinner like why do we, why do yeah. we need dining rooms why do we need a kitchen you could just as easily if you had a hot plate cook in the living room but we don't do that right in much the same way we need a space to create we need a space to do certain things and so having dedicated spaces that are that are committed to a purpose i think is important for us yeah yeah totally man and and i'm curious if any of you want to comment about like your space or what you do about that. Do you have your own dedicated space? And when you're storing things, you know, what do you do? So I want to ask you, are you at a point to where you sometimes feel like you have too many kits? Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and on that note, I'm yeah. probably going to start doing more giveaways and things like that. To, you know, it's nice to feel unburdened and, you know. Yeah. You know, and, and you and I are incredibly blessed to not only have the things that we have, but also have the space. I know a lot of people don't. They live yeah. in an apartment or they, you know, uh, whatever the case may be, don't have the space to, to kind of do these types of things. So um, it, it is important, I would say, to be grateful. And I, I want to express that, that like I have I'm so thankful to to not only have the things that we have, but also have the space to do them. 100%. Yeah, because when I was talking about like getting wanting a bigger house, sometimes it's like, well, I should be able to live without doing that because I am so lucky to have all this in the first place, you know? Yeah. And, and so with with the other part of that is the other thing that I think would be cool is because I've there's this Gumpla I've built where I wouldn't mind. I don't know if selling is the right word, giving away. Like, I don't know how much people want <laughs> built kits you know i still haven't i i mean there's commissions which is one thing yeah. but then there's like if you already built one you're like i don't really need this around anymore but i wonder if someone would enjoy having a real grade new gundam already built for them with all the decals you know i, I wonder 
because I would love to do something like that. And the only reason I bring up, you know, the money part is because I got to pay off all the bills of buying these things in the first one now. But, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's very interesting. And I'm trying to be deliberate, too, with how I'm displaying things and yeah. not just having it where, OK, I just lay everything out here. It's like, no, I want to have this mean something. I want to have this. And then maybe because of that I don't need this. But it's a journey. Yeah. Figure it out. Um, but anyway, no, that was a really good, really good uh, topic there. But I am going to um, move over real quick. Um, yeah. The double Zeta gun of mass production type. So that uh, showed up in GBO2, which is pretty cool because I never even really thought of or I guess knew about that there was a mass production double Zeta. Yeah. But that makes sense because usually when they have these projects of specific types then they have mass production variants yeah the the zeta and the double zeta in particular have you know a lot of different variants and you know mass production lines and stuff the first time i saw both of those like the mass production zeta mass production double zeta was in g generation genesis so i i didn't know that it existed outside of sd form um, yeah that's but uh yeah, but yeah i mean you know, isn't isn't the faz the, the mass production <laughs> zeta gundam it's like oh yeah, because there are multiple phases. Um, but let me see how it uh, is. And then, like, it's the Zeta plus the mass production. Oh, see, Talos is correcting me. The phas is not the mass production uh, double Zeta. Okay, okay. So with this, the one thing I think is pretty cool is it like has like a GM style head. The other thing I want to bring up re real quick. I don't know if anyone would agree with me. But it almost looks like that James Gunn, like late UC in a way. Do you kind of oh, see that? Yeah. Like it almost has a late UC vibe. I don't. But um, let's see what. Uh, let's see, eighteen meters. Okay, so that's not too tall. Yeah, right? I mean that's pretty standard. I think I think yeah. even the RX seventy eight two is is eighteen. Yeah, meters. Yeah, that's that's what I think is very interesting. Um. Let's see. So it was first seen in 88, last seen in 94. So I wonder if it has like... Oh, piloted by Fresberg Corps member Breyer Ryud. Man, crazy names here. <laughs> was developed for technical tests with the Gundam Delta Chi at Area X of the Mariana base. I can't say I know what Area X is. So I'll have to <laughs> look up. But it also participated in search operations for Xeon Remnants. That's cool. With the Delta Chi, sweet. So could it be there was the Delta Chi and it was backed by a bunch of these mass-produced double Zetas looking for Xeon Remnants? That's cool. Gotta yeah. Say. yeah. Um, battle at Devil's Nest. So there's some lore to this that I need to look into someday. That's a cool... Actually, that almost looks like a better representation of it. Actually, am I sharing yeah. my screen with you? Me, no, but it's cool. I have the stream up. Oh, let me... I can do this real <laughs> quick because then you can see it immediately. There you go. Um, but yeah, you see how like it almost looks like... I don't know. It's I like the proportions, but I don't want to knock it because really that other drawing is of, you know, probably Cuneo's work, you know, where he does yeah. kind of that standard line art stuff or whatever. Um, yeah, that's fair. I I mean, it's a... Yeah, Cuneo. It, it's very clearly like a double zeta um you know you can yeah. tell from the chest design you can tell from the, the legs the shoulders uh, with the gigantic beam saber <laughs> handles which i can never get over 
how huge it is. <laughs> yeah, I love it though. It's pretty silly, but you know, but I love that it was designed with purpose, right? Because the the double zeta itself can can turn those cannons or turn the beam sabers down and fire fire beam beam cannons from it. it. Doesn't make sense for the mass production one though, because you know, well, I guess it, I guess it rotates the the shoulder. That's what it looks like, yeah. From this, it's like for the drawing, they're representing it by having one rotated and one not, which is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. So. One thing is that between the double Zeta and this, or like on the double Zeta, it has the huge like shield shoulder things. I, is that supposed to be extra armor, or does that have thrust in it? I've never really understood that, or we know that's a mystery. That's a good I, mystery. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a. So for the mass production type, it doesn't make a lot of sense to have them, but I guess for the uh, for the standard double Zeta, you know, it's part of the transformation to have like those wings and. And and and, yeah. and all those different panels and flaps associated with it. To me, you know, we, we had this discussion before, but I think that the double Zeta design is kind of a mess of flaps and yeah. <laughs> like it is. But I think that the the mass production line here is is a lot more streamlined. It's a lot more what you would expect a mobile suit to look like. I think. Yeah, and even this drawing here from uh, what could potentially be a manga, it, it looks mm -hmm. really good. Like it has a little bit more of the grounded kind of scaling uh, proportions to it but but cool well you know that just about does it that was a good show some good topics hopefully people learned something i know i did i got to get those tackle boxes for the size of the gun that's going to help me so much because yeah like you, you it, it's still at arm's reach but it's compacted right. yeah now, it, obviously, it's not suitable for master grades, but for the high grades, yeah. you know, especially if I've like, you know, okay, I've, I've built this kit and I know that I want to customize it later. I, you know, I'm not going to display a naked kit, so yeah, box it up and save it. I think that's a great idea. I'm gonna grab that. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, everyone in the chat. This was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Check the links in the description. All of Steven's stuff is there because remember, we always stream on Wednesdays. We have a lot of fun there. He has. Uh, the um, member streams on Tuesdays, and then are you still? Do you have a dissecting Gundam coming tomorrow? We do. Yes, oh, I'm excited about this one. I know. Um, I love that know. series. What what uh, show? What episode are you doing tomorrow? Or is it a surprise? Uh, episode four of uh, of Mobile Zeta? Suit Gundam? So it's going to be oh. Escape from Luna Two. Oh, uh, cool. the first time we get to meet Commandant Wakane, which, oh, good. ironically enough, I was always spelling his name incorrectly. <laughs> oh well, who who doesn't when it comes to Gundam names, right? <laughs> I mean, anyway, exactly. All right, well, thanks, everybody, and we will talk later. Yeah, cheers.